What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday. Today is July 29th. Time for Deep Dive Thursday. How's your week so far? Getting ready for some Olympics coming up here next couple days. Some baseball. What else is going on right now? I think UFC this weekend. I know where my work has been. I'm being... uh, I'm getting ready for football. I'm preparing for football season. The weeks are coming. The days are counting down. And uh, we're ready to go. So that's where I, what I'm doing and how I've been spending my days and my weeks. But today is Deep Dive Thursday. So what we're going to do is actually we're going to play an episode that we did a month or two ago. And it's really good. I mean, just because it was from a month or two ago doesn't Actually, I think it may have been longer than that. But either way. It's good, important information, and during the offseason is when we should be covering stuff like this. Now, we're going to talk about why sports betting is a multiplayer game. A lot of us assume that sports betting is a single-player game, and the way we go about betting reflects that. Well, today we'll go in-depth... What is a single-player game? How do you define a multiplayer game? Why is sports betting indeed a multiplayer game? And how can we win more by knowing all that stuff? So we'll, we'll uh, talk about that on today's show uh, by replaying one of our older podcasts from uh, a couple months ago. But I do want to give out a long-shot sports bet before we uh, move on and play that. It's a futures bet. It's in the NHL, and as you may know, the NHL free agency opened up yesterday, so I've got a 35-to-1 futures bet that I absolutely love, and we'll get to that in just a minute. First things first, special thanks to Better Edge. Better Edge, VIG Free Betting. That's right. Football's coming up. We know football is typically a minus 110 sport, right? Football, baseball, uh, or excuse me, football, basketball. These are spread sports where typically you're paying minus 110 for every game. Well, not anymore, at least if you bet with Better Edge. Better Edge is taking the VIG away, giving power and money back to the sports better. And everyone always asks me, how does this work? How do they make money? Don't worry about it. They've got their own business model. It's completely different than a sports book. As a matter of fact, it's not a sports book. That's why they're legal in a lot of states like California where you can't even legally sports bet yet, but you can with Better Edge. So it's fun. We didn't even mention the social part. You can make a profile, follow your friends. There's tournaments, competitions. It's it's so much fun. It's more of a social platform than it is a sports book. So you've got to check them out online, betteredge.com. Start winning more, start having more fun, get rid of the VIG, VIG free betting. Online, betteredge.com. That's B E T T O R edge.com. When you're signing up, use promo code SHARP. That gets you a free $10. And uh, that lets them know we sent you right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. All right, let's get to it. Our 35 to 1 best bet. It's a futures bet. It's in the NHL. Now, for those who have been paying attention, the NHL started their free agency yesterday. Things opened up, a lot of movement. And what I think is the market in general is slow to react on hockey. And I think that's just because it's a smaller market. They don't get that much money. There's not a whole lot of liquidity in hockey. So I've talked about this before. If sportsbooks are getting a million dollars per NFL game and, I don't know, $10,000 per NHL game, where do you think they're going to put their resources? As long as they're winning their NFL games, they don't give a shit. What about the NHL games? As soon as more people start betting on hockey and the market grows it'll become more efficient. But honestly, who wants that? I love the fact hockey is such an inefficient market, and it's a great example for today's best bet. 
And I do want to say, this is probably my favorite, most valuable futures ticket I've ever made in my career. Now, does that mean it's guaranteed to hit? No, definitely not. But at 35 to 1, what's happened is the market just hasn't reacted yet. This is the exact prices that were available before free agency started. And the only place, this is this is important, the only place this is available is DraftKings. I searched far and wide. I looked everywhere, local books, domestic books, offshore sports books. The only place I could find this offered was DraftKings. So, you know, be careful. That's the thing is I like when sports books take a risk and offer numbers others don't, but this is the risk they take is sports bettors like me will take advantage and hopefully it's still available when you guys are there. So what what my bet is, it's 35 to 1. It's Darcy Kemper to win the Vesna Trophy and the Vesna Trophy goes to the best goaltender in the NHL. And Darcy Kemper uh, got traded yesterday from the Arizona Coyotes to the Colorado Avalanche. And if you followed my NHL podcast this year or podcasts on this show this year, I did rankings. I have, in my opinion, very good, very, very good NHL power rankings. And with that, I have my own player rankings. I mean, left wing, right wing, center, defender, goalie, everything. And my goalie rankings for a lot of last year, Darcy Kemper was my number one, number two, or number three goalie. And not a lot of people know about him because he plays for Arizona and Arizona doesn't get a lot of national TV time and they don't win a lot of games. And the reason they don't win a lot of games is not because they're goalie. And I will say this, looking at data, looking at numbers, there's not one position in sports that's more affected by what's going on around you than goalie and the NHL. And this is, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you guys about this. It's a fact. You know, I, I have done my homework for pretty much every position in every sport, and that includes football. I'm including quarterbacks and receivers and point guards, everything. There's not one position in sports that's more affected by what's going on around you. And now that arguably one of the best goaltenders in, in, in hockey is going to play on arguably one of the best teams in hockey, that's the perfect recipe for the Vesna Trophy. And if you look back the last 10 years, best goalie, best team is always in the conversation. So these prices that DraftKings is offering, they're old, they're stale, they're from before free agency opening up. And let's let everyone know, I'm doing today's show, and this is still available right now, at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. And it's available on DraftKings, 35 to 1, plus 3,500, Darcy Kemper to win the Vesna Trophy. And I do think this will move. What I think happened, as I said earlier, this is an an inefficient market. They don't pay pay a whole lot of attention to this market, especially the the futures for the Vesna Trophy. But I guarantee you, once they understand what's going on here. And once they understand that Darcy Camper got traded at the Avs and they're going to start getting some money on him, I believe this price should come way down. I think that, I said this earlier in the show, this to me is my most valuable futures I've ever given out on this show or I've probably ever had in my career. I think the accurate price for this should be around maybe 9 to 1 plus 900, maybe 10 to 1. So the fact that we're getting 35 to 1 for this bet is extremely valuable. It's on DraftKings, the Vesna Trophy winner. It's spelled V-E-Z-I-N-A. A lot of people call it the Vezina Trophy. Uh, the Vesna Trophy winner, Darcy Kemper, 35 to 1. And I do think you've got to get this quick. And I understand a lot of you guys don't like to bet futures bets, but if you are someone who likes to make futures bets, this is a good one. And keep in mind, at 35 to 1, you know, if you're a, a $10 better, 
hey, put 10 bucks on it to win 350. I know you don't cash till the end of the year, but it's a great bet in my opinion. Darcy Kemper, Vesna Trophy winner, 35 to 1, only available on DraftKings. All right, let's get to our second part of the show. We're going to talk today about why betting is a multiplayer game. It's so important and it's a concept that doesn't get discussed enough because honestly, a lot of people out there approach betting or approach sports betting as if it's a single player game. And that is not the case. We'll talk about that on today's show. All right, let's get into it on today's show. You are not just betting against the sports books. Now, sports betting is a multiplayer game. A lot of us don't look at sports betting like it's a multiplayer game. A lot of us look at it like a single player game. That's how we approach it. We open the lines, we kind of browse through, we think it's us betting against the lines that the system or the books have collectively put out there, and that's the lines we take. But that's not really how it works. Now, before we get into how it's a multiplayer game, let's talk about single player games. Blackjack, craps, roulette, baccarat, Anything you can find in a casino, right? These are all single-player games. Now, you may think that blackjack is a multiplayer game because I've heard so many people say, yeah, if the person sitting to your right hits and he's not supposed to hit and he takes your 10, that's going to lower your chances of getting a 10. Really? That's actually not true. And I operated for years. Many of you know Las Vegas is probably my favorite place on earth for years and years and years. When I went to play blackjack in Vegas, I operated like that. If someone took a 10, I needed a 10 and they were being an idiot. They shouldn't have hit. I used to get pissed off, but it's funny. I I went to Vegas uh, recently with one of my buddies who's uh, he does a lot of stats he does a lot of uh, probability statistics he's a smart guy and he was telling me that it doesn't matter what anyone does next to you at the blackjack table it's very singular now if you have a 10 and someone next to you has a 17 and hits and gets a 10 and then you hit and get a three obviously during that one specific hand yes it threw you off but the idea is over the course of time if someone keeps you know being an idiot and hitting on 17 or whatever it is you're not always going to get burned right it's just easier to get pissed off when you need that 10 you see them take the 10 and you don't get one but really math says over the course of time that's not the case so uh yeah just a little blackjack thing there but honestly it's not us against other players it's not us it's really not even us against the house it's us versus the rules okay blackjack is a game that is set up for us to lose same with crab same with roulette same with baccarat same with all of them they are games with designed rules that we play into where we don't have the advantage all the dealers are there to do is facilitate the game pay winnings and collect losses the dealers and the pit bosses they have no effect on the game at all if the if the dealer has a soft 17 they have to hit on certain tables certain games right if they have an 18 they have to stay there's certain rules if we have a 20 and they're showing an 18 wouldn't you think that if they had a choice why wouldn't they hit They know they're going to lose if they stand. If they lose, if they stand, they're just giving us money. So if the, if the, the actual casinos or the dealers or the pit bosses had a say in the game, that would be us against the house. It's not. It's us against the rules. The house is just there to allow us to play these games. So a lot of people think that blackjack craps all these games it's uh you know it's it's us against the house it's not it's you against yourself it's you against the rules that are being set up in front of you and all the dealers doing is letting you play the game allowing you to play the game sports betting 
is the only game. Sports betting is literally the only thing that you can bet on that's you versus the house. It's not a set of rules. It's not a designed game with, you know, intended to make you lose. It's literally you versus someone else. By definition, sports betting is a zero-sum game. Either, uh, to be clear there, a zero-sum game. Either you are winning or they are winning. And if you win enough, you will take their money and they will be out of business. If they win enough, they will take your money and you won't want to bet sports anymore. By definition, someone has to win, someone has to lose. Every bet that we make is actually us accepting a bet that the sports book wants to make and a, and a bet the sports book is offering. Tonight, the LA Lakers play the uh, Portland uh, Trailblazers, okay? Let's use that as an example. The LA Lakers are a six and a half point favorite, minus 110. All that means is the sports book wanted a side, Portland, plus six and a half, at plus 110, offered it to us, and we accepted it. So now we have the bet, LA Lakers, minus six and a half, minus 110, and the sports book has the bet, Portland Trailblazers, plus six and a half, plus 110. All, again, it's a zero-sum game. One will win, one will lose. And that's why we have to have so much value when we're betting these games is we're taking the Lakers minus six and a half. So they've got to win by six and a half at minus 110. We're paying 110 to win 100. The book is paying 100 to win 110 that Portland will cover the plus six and a half. And the, the same works for futures bets. If you take the Dallas Cowboys to win the next Super Bowl at 30 to one, you are, you are taking a bet of $100, or excuse me, you're making a bet of $100 to win $3,000. So if the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl, you win your futures bet. You collect $3,100, the $3,000 you won, and the $100 bet. Well, by you making that bet, all that's doing, or all you're doing, is accepting a bet the sportsbook wanted to make that any team except the Dallas Cowboys would win Risking three thousand dollars to win a hundred. So our bet is the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, one hundred to win three thousand. Their bet is any team besides the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, three thousand to win a hundred. The book is willing to risk three thousand dollars to win our one hundred that no other team besides the well, that any other team besides the Cowboys will win. So every time you make a bet, every single time you, you log on to your, to your uh, website, you go on to sportsbetmvp.ag and you make a bet, you're not making a bet necessarily. You don't get to decide anything. You don't make the lines. You're just accepting a bet the sports books wanted to make. But let's go one step further because it's only us versus the sports books for the opening lines. Once those opening lines move and start to change and the professionals get involved, you're not only now betting against the books, you're now betting against the sports books and all of the professionals who move the line. Okay? The LA Lakers opened minus five and a half. They are now, as we do this show currently, minus six and a half. Again, you're not only betting against the sports books, you're also betting against everyone else who bet the LA Lakers minus five and a half, who bet the LA Lakers minus six. The professionals logged on when these lines opened up. 
and they saw LA Lakers minus five and a half, and they bought it. And then they saw the line move to six, and they thought, okay, LA Lakers minus six, still value, and they bought it. And then they saw the line move to six and a half, and all of the pros said, uh, I'll pass, value's gone. Then many of our sports books open up the lines. And this is uh, probably a, a conversation for a different show, but there are differences between sports books. The majority of sports books out there, the vast majority, don't offer opening lines for this very reason. They don't want to get caught with the professionals or get caught with bad lines. So most sports books out there wait for the pros to sharpen out the lines, then they'll open their lines up. And again, conversation for a different podcast, but you know, for this example, there were probably two or three, maybe four sports books online in the entire world that offered LA Lakers minus five and a half. Okay, once those four sports books got to LA Lakers minus six and a half and the action stopped, then all the other sports books in the world jumped on and said, okay, our opening line is LA Lakers minus six and a half. So effectively, what happened is the pros saw minus five and a half, bought. Pros saw LA Lakers minus six and bought. The pros saw LA Lakers minus six and a half and thought, no more, value's gone. Then six and a half gets posted at your sports book. So now you're left with, with a couple choices. You can either take the LA Lakers minus six and a half, a line that professionals saw and passed on because there was no value, or you can take Portland, a side that is inherently fading the professionals and a side that over the course of time, you will get crushed fading line moves. So if you don't bet opening lines, none of this matters anyway because you're getting bad lines by definition. So I highly recommend get a you know sign up with a, a book or a, a market making book immediately because you need access to opening lines if this is all going to come to fruition. But again, the idea of today's podcast is it's not just the LA Lakers minus six and a half, and you go, oh, okay, well we'll take LA six and a half, and it's me versus the house, right? That's not really how it works. Now, it is you against someone, you know, betting sports on the other side, and it is a person, right? A person who made that line, but you're also betting against, so you're not just betting against the book, you're betting against everyone who moved the LA Lakers line from five and a half to six and a half. So next time you're making a bet, next time you're thinking about placing a bet, think about it in a different way. It's not just, you know, think about how that line got there. If you don't know the route, of how a certain line got to where it is, you probably shouldn't be betting it. Do some homework. What did it open at? Why did it move? What information has come out since the opening line to maybe uh, shift the odds? But betting is a multiplayer game. It is not a single player game. It is not a set of rules designed to beat us. It is literally us handicapping a game and another human being across the counter thinking they can do a better job handicapping the same game. Now, the minus 110 is a very powerful thing, right? The fact that the, the house gets to ch charge that vig and the juice, and that's why they win. They don't necessarily win because they're better picking sports than us. They win because that minus 110 is a powerful, powerful thing. But the moral of today's show, sports betting is a multiplayer game. You're not just betting the books. You're betting against everyone else who beat you to those lines. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. So many sports on today. Good luck, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.